Hello and welcome to Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. My name is Ian Hand, and it's that special time again. A real episode. A episode, an episode about real talking and talking real. And if you guys are not familiar, if you guys haven't really rewatched any of my archived podcasts, first of all, shame on you because they're really good. They're all really good. And second of all, um, 10 episodes ago, which has been technically 10 weeks ago, wow, it's been over two months since this last time happened, I was kind of in a rough spot, and I just really kind of wanted to just talk about my anger and my aggressions, and I thought that the best course of that action was to just talk it out on the show. And for those who did listen, and for those who have listened in the past, I really do appreciate that. Because it was a big deal for me to kind of get that thing going. It was really hard for me to talk about that I had issues, and I needed to talk to them, and sometimes you just don't want your family and friends to just always be burdened by that. So I thought just kind of talking into this microphone for about an hour would have been perfectly fine. So... We're doing that again, and I have stated in the past that I'll be doing this every 10 episodes. (laughs) So, every zero with a number in front of it will be a real talk kind of episode. Because I don't want to have an entire podcast devoted to real talks because they're sometimes a little more sadder. At least this one's going to be just as sad, if not sadder, than the last episode. And I'm trying to make it more like just real talk. Like, it's one thing to be fun, have a fun time, and talk stupid crap about stupid things. But at the same time, you also have to understand that sometimes life gets real, and it gets real really quick, and you don't know what to do. But if you guys are more looking for my fun and my comedic moments, just check me out um, next week. And for those who are here and still want to be here, Please, thank you, and if you guys have your own Real Talk topics that you kind of want to say that might pertain to me or might pertain to yourselves in some way, shape, or form, please let us know or let me know, and I will be happy to accommodate you guys since I don't really want to be the only person here doing Real Talks, but maybe just a Real Talk on a certain topic that I think is very important or I think should be talked about in some capacity. Now I'm going to take a sip of my soda pop and we're going to begin this new episode of Real Talk. You have been warned if you don't want to pay attention or listen in further. Okay, I'm assuming that everyone else who has left has decided to leave. So welcome to, again to another Real Talk. My name's Ian Hand. I'm not trying to repeat myself, but I'm kind of just giving you the whole, like, disclaimer, and then here's the actual episode, so... Sorry if I seem like, why are you repeating yourself? It's so stupid and weird. Stop it. Sorry. That's just how I want to just do it, so... Sue me. So, last time I talked about friendships and how toxicity with those people that, you know, consider your friends can just make your whole world shitty. This time around, it's not my friends, it's not my family. Hell, it's not even anything more than just how I 
have been and how I have seen the world. And through this episode, I want to say that, yes, I still completely believe everything that my friends did and didn't do and stuff like that. I still think are very valid, and there are still some people that I haven't made any effort to communicate with. But on that side of the two-way street, it has been made to my attention that I feel like they do not communicate with me, and they have that opportunity to. My current excuse is that I don't have their number, nor do I feel like I want to pursue those numbers at this or potentially any given time. So... It's something that I think is just, it's something that I think needs to be said and stated because I think it's important that we establish that just because I know that I have anger and that I have been angry and negative towards the rest of the world doesn't mean that I completely null and void my last episode of Real Talk. But now I see it through another lens, which we might talk about later on in the show, but This time around, we're going to be talking about my anger and how it has consumed me and how it almost consumed the only happiness I was probably ever going to get. Almost. So with a little bit of a backstory that I have had a good childhood, but it has definitely been an angry childhood. My family kind of has this thing of anger. We're always that kind of half-cocked, gun-toting kind of people that like to yell first and, you know, rationalize later. Every single one of my family is kind of guilty of that, which we all, I think, stem from my father. He's definitely that kind of guy who is bitch first, rationalize why bitching later. And I know that it's something that you don't want to hang your own dirty laundry about, but it's pretty much like I think every family has their shit so it's not like every family's great and mine's the only one who yells when they're angry but every one of my family's been like that for different reasons for different crappy parents they've had or crappy situations that they've been given it, it, it happens and you know it's just one of those moments that you have to understand that hey Every person goes through with it and stuff like that. But it's just something that I realized that when as I was a kid, my whole family was just angry. They were angry about something. They're angry about someone. They're angry about some certain situation. And it was something that eventually kind of had this effect on me because I still to this day cringe when anyone's voice gets loud or they get in or someone gets impatient, especially when I'm out in public and like I'm just trying to have a nice day. And just trying to get through a certain situation. And then someone's all like, what the fuck? And like everything gets all like tense and everyone gets all impatient and stuff like that. And I think it stemmed from the fact that like my dad would go off over anything. And still does. And it's like, it's like, it's something that like you don't know. And you had to tiptoe around the fact that like, is this what's going to set him off? Is that's what's going to set him off and stuff like that. And it really got into a bad moment when, like, it was turned to face me. And one of the things that 
happened a lot around the time where I finally first lost it was that I was basically kind of just, you know, I wasn't doing them so much. I was kind of a lazy teenager. But then he would kind of scream and get in my face and want me to, like, you know, retaliate. So he could, what, smack me around, beat me up, or something along those lines. Hell, one time when I didn't make eye contact with him, I almost got flown down. I almost got pushed down the stairs because, you know, I just didn't want... I was He was spitting in my face because he was yelling at me. I was wiping my eye and closing them. And, you know, it just got really rough. And it was just getting to that boiling point. So, the first time I lost it was probably the first time and I felt like that it was just always going to be happening. I was 14, and this event occurred in May. So, in literally about a year, it will be 10 years since this has happened. There was this girl I liked, and her identity is going to stay a secret because no one needs to know. And also a friend of mine. It involved them because it was kind of this really bad love triangle. As in, my friend and I both liked this girl. And this girl, I think, liked one of us or both of us or just liked us as friends. Either way, manipulated the situation to kind of put us at odds with each other. It's something that I really wish we saw at first. But we didn't. We took turns back and forth and back and forth. Who gets her attention this week or two? And then the other person gets their attention that week or two. And I just really liked her. I was so blinded by my own stupidity. And as a result, you know, it just got so annoying. Then I overheard that she and my friend went out, are going out. You later learn that it wasn't going to last that long and stuff like that. But when you're a kid, you're thinking, oh, my God, they're going to get married and everything's going to work out just great. And I'm going to be left alone for the rest of my life. Because I didn't want to be like my dad, angry and alone. Because everyone he's doing, he, everyone he's yelling at eventually just wises up and like wants to kind of not have anything to do with him. And I thought not only was that going to happen, but it was just inevitable. I mean, as a kid, you're like, I, I, for some reason, believed it because no one was going to tell me otherwise. And nowadays, everyone's all like, you're not going to, that's not going to happen. And, well, a couple of weeks ago, maybe I would have believed you. But back to this story. So I got mad because they knew. And it was just kind of like they didn't care at the time. They just kind of knew that it would be a big deal to me. And I was angry that they didn't talk to me about it, that they didn't do anything. They just kind of threw it in my face and accepted me to just deal with it. Which, you know, looking back is something that, you know, they, they did right. But to me, it was just kind of like, wow, what the fuck? And I was so mad. And it was more than just 
mad about this. If I was mad about this, I would have been just like, oh, fuck. And then I would have just not talked to them for a couple days and just be like, yeah, I'm kind of mad and stuff like that. You know, like, I kind of wish we went out. I kind of wish that, you know, this happened. And then, like, the situation could have been better, but it wasn't. And I was because I was mad about everything. I was mad about every single time my dad yelled at me when I was a kid. Every time he he raised his voice or got impatient. I was getting mad that every time my mom and I got into an argument, I got mad at every single person who was mean to me in class for no discernible reason. I was getting mad because I didn't want to stay. I was getting mad because I was starting to hate the Catholic Church and hate organized religion as a whole for being making me a more hateful and very close-minded person. I was getting mad about everything. Everything for the first 14 years of my life being visualized in one thing. And, thank God I'm a lefty. <laughs> because if I... Because I punched... I punched something that make my anger go away. And... Looking back, if I punched with my right hand, it would have been to my friend's face. In front of his new girlfriend. In front of my entire class. And the teachers and the principal. Suspension would have been... the least of my problems. I lost my friend that day, but I would have lost him forever, and I probably would have lost all my friends. Who knows? I could have went to prison because, you know, I just beat the shit out of this kid. For no fucking reason. I would have been in juvie or something. Sure as hell wouldn't be in the situation I would be today if I punched him. So, I punched a brick wall that was next to me. I saw my dad do it. I thought, since I'm going to be like him anyway, might as well just start acting like it all the way. It felt good. Not going to lie. Until I went to go grab something with my left hand. And I couldn't. I brought my finger, my ring finger, and my wrist. And it hurt like fucking hell. All my anger was gone. I went to the principal's office. I got to call my mom. I broke my arm. She yelled at me. I felt so bad. Got a cast on it. And I spent the next four weeks in it. Three of them. In front of. Everyone. Actually you had to go back to school on Monday or Tuesday. And I had to talk to them. With the principal. I'm like you know it's just nothing. It was just something I just wanted to get past. And they just forced it down my throat. So many kids were making fun of me because, you know, it was just 
they just thought that it's always going to happen now. Like anytime a girl go, I go out with a girl, things won't go well. And, you know, I felt like shit. I got closed off. I got petty. I got angry. Kind of became a lot more sarcastic. Really got like that. I was realizing that I was being mean and being jerkish to a lot of people who I was being who are being jerks to me now. And to this day, I still think that even before I broke my arm and probably deserved a little bit of that criticism, I was just a kid. And they were really mean to me for almost no discernible reason, just because I liked people. And I wasn't a great guy. Sure as fuck wasn't a good person. Was very manipulative, really shitty. But you know what? I have the balls to admit that. I was a 14-year-old who was so desperate to be a better person than the person who raised me or the people who raised me. I forced myself to mature a lot quicker than I was supposed to. I forced myself to just think to myself all the time or forced myself to just act a certain way or be a certain way. I want my childhood to be over so I can be an adult. Didn't get a chance to really enjoy those years because I didn't want to enjoy those years. I wanted to be grown up. I wanted to be in love. I wanted to have everything that everyone else on the planet had before me. And I thought that if this person, if I basically did the same things that I did in romantic comedies and porn or whatever the fuck my uh, idea of having the talk with somebody was, because, you know, I can only have the talk so much with my mom because, you know, she's a girl. She doesn't know how a guy thinks. Didn't want to talk to my dad. Because every other second he's pushing me into against a wall, antagonizing me to hit him or something. Without directly saying hit me, but I know what he wanted. I'm kind of happy he has stopped doing that. I don't know if it's over for good, but it might be. <sighs> but yeah, and it was very sporadic. Throughout high school, I got a little bit angry, but never got that bad again. Um, and it was just kind of like, I more so was just, you know, stuff happened. Lost a lot of friends in really not great situations. I just, you know, I did things more my way. If, you know, a friend or so I just stopped wanting to be friends with, I just would make it so bad that they would just stop talking to me or I just wouldn't want to talk to them anymore. Not a great situation, but you know what? I got rid of them. At the end of the day, that was my goal. So they can leave me alone. So they wouldn't have any bitter feelings or any loss, sad feelings of, oh, I'm so sad I don't talk to you anymore, and be like, fuck him. And to this day, I still feel like I accomplished that swimmingly. 
at the time, I thought having more enemies than friends would have been, you know, just fine. But, you know, that doesn't work out the way you want it to. You'd be like, well, you missed out a lot of great moments with these people. And I'm like, did I really? Looking back, no. Probably didn't. Hell, even the most recent person I stopped talking to about the last, see the first real talk for reference. I don't miss him. In the slightest. I kind of forgotten he's existed. And it's been those moments that like, oh yeah, they still talk to him because they're stupid. <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like, oh, you can you can be wrong. You can still be his friend, but you're wrong. And that's kind of how I feel. That, you know, this guy does not deserve great things in his life. And that's really where I'm at with it. I used to think not to wish ill, but you know what? Fuck him. And that's my attitude, but in a different kind of context. Because I thought that everything was great, because I'm finally, you know, I'm happy. And, you know, I was so sure of myself until last Friday, where I felt like my entire world was going to come crashing down. I was talking to my girlfriend, and in the midst of wanting to try to move a little bit further or move ahead, she suggested we took a break from my anger. She took a break because of my anger. Let's take a break. Like, as in, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend anymore. I cried. I freaked out. She did the whole, it's not you, it's me bullshit. And then she finally told me it was my anger. About a certain subject, about stuff I wanted to do, and she was not comfortable with doing. I understand now that it was bad. And it was my anger towards her. It was mainly because I thought that there was something about me that I felt like I was entitled to things. I was doing such great stuff, and I thought that all those feelings were gone. But they weren't. That my anger and my negative energy was just so high because of the lack of work. And I just wanted something to go my way. And when it wasn't, it just turned into this horrible creature that was... You are supposed to, you know, be there, or you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, and I just, I pushed her away, and I didn't even realize it. I almost lost a woman I loved. In essence, I tried so hard to not become my dad, but in a way I was becoming worse. Because I was doing things his way, but with my spin on things. That I tried so hard, I failed. And I have to live with that now. We're still together. We are working things out. And I can't be happier for that. We talked in depth about why. I told her that, it, you know, it's not going to be your problem anymore. And I'll figure something out and I'll take care of my own problems. 
I've been watching a lot more uh, meditations, listening to meditations specifically about anger management and control. And it's only been about, it'll be a week. And it's been a week. And I feel like that I haven't been as angry as I have been in a while. Nor do I feel like I could be capable of that anger again. Frustration happens still, but I feel like that <laughs> it's going to be okay. I feel like that I can never get that angry again or say certain things that just get so bad. I asked her to move in with us whenever that was going to happen, and she suggested to take a break. That's how disconnected I guess we were. And that's what happens when anger consumes someone or consumes me. It's like a wildfire. That it was bad. It was that bad that I thought everything was going great. And then this happened to me. I almost lost the happiest. The one thing that just keeps me from uh, just dealing with shit. That helped the person who helped me just truck on through when I was, you know, unemployed and stuff, and someone who just gave me that opportunity to be there for me, and I pushed her away to the point of which that she didn't even want to talk to me about it. She didn't want to talk to me about how, you know, hey, you should do this or else I'm thinking about going. No, she just got to that point that she didn't even want to say, hey, she skipped the ultimatum entirely and... Needless to say that I was not what I wanted to have happen, but it did. And I have to live with that. No matter how much we work on things and if things work out perf perfectly and we still, you know, move in together, we still get married, we still have kids, we have a great life together for the rest of our lives, this will always be something that sticks with me. A permanent stain on my soul. Not because I'm self-loathing, not because I'm angry at myself, but because it's a mark to know that I can do better and I am capable of being a better person. And that I am better. I am a better person. I deserve to treat myself better, and I deserve to treat the people around me better. So yeah, when I mentioned that this entire season's a rebuild season, this entire year, I guess it was more than just trying to reevaluate a lot of things, a ton of reevaluating myself and be happy for myself and not be happy for the sake of other people. So when we come back after these messages, for those uh, listening live, I'm going to talk about what I've been doing and what I'm going to be continuing to do and what you can do if you have some anger and what you can do to be better. So we'll be right back here on uh, Truth, Justice, and Ian Hand Way. My name is Ian Hand, and I hope you are enjoying this real talk. And I hope, again, if you guys are not so open to the idea, 
be either open or just, you know, just don't watch it. We'll see you guys with more fun stuff next week here on AP Radio. This has been a real discussion with the real Ian Hand. We'll be right back after these messages. And we're back here on Truth, Justice, and Ian Hand Way here on AP Radio. For those who are listening live, if you missed any or any of this episode or any of the other episodes, head on over to apradio.net. Go to categories under Ian Hand, and we should have these archived somewhere for you. Don't forget to also listen to us on our many different platforms, specifically Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, in case you want to just decide to promote us on a more regular basis and people don't get a chance to listen to us live. And if you are listening recorded, thank you for supporting us. Don't forget to also support us live. I am on every Friday night from 6 to 7 7 p.m. Central Time. I also have a show called Weeb Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, obviously, from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Central Time, right before Tobo, or Thinking Outside the Box Office. I am also on Twitch every Saturday from 1.30 to 3 p.m. Central Time for twitch.tv slash show so we can talk about some video games together with Kyle and Austin. I'm also on Lizard Liquors every once in a while. Sometimes I don't get a chance to drink or I don't feel like drinking every Monday night from 9 to 11.30 p.m. Central Time. So, I'm on AP Radio quite some quite a bit now. Don't forget to also follow us on our many different social media platforms. For AP Radio, the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitter accounts are all AP Radio 2. AP Radio 2. Super simple, so if you guys want to follow us on one thing, go to the other and other and other. The Facebook one, I believe, is the most uh, posty of the three, so if you guys are on Facebook still, go ahead, but support us on Twitter. Anyway, don't forget to also follow me at Twitter. My name is Ian Hand, I-A-N-H-A-N-D, the number 11. So Ian Hand 11 at Twitter. I'm up and coming. Please check me out. Please recommend videos for me and just join the community that is slowly growing. I am appreciative of everyone who's following me and appreciative of everyone who's talking to me. It's a really great honor to be there and to be doing this lovely show for you guys. Now, let's get back into the real talk of anger and how it consumes people. For those who uh, you know, who have been joining us, I have talked about my anger, and I think I'm going to talk about some of the methods I've, d- I've been listening to to kind of just calm myself down. For those who are just joining us, I talked about anger for the first half hour, and again, just check me out on uh, those recorded platforms so you can check me out at a different time. So, anger has consumed me, and I thought that it wasn't that bad because Andrea didn't speak up. When she did, I realized that I needed to fix myself, to fix everything, to fix us, to fix my whole way of thinking. Meditation videos have been really helpful so far, since I don't have the money right now to go to a therapist or to go talk to somebody about my anger. But I feel like that it's very under control. A lot of it helps from the fact that I'm almost positive I'm getting a job soon. So that really does help me a lot. 
that these long months of unemployment and financial woes are coming to an end and I can't be happier. But it doesn't change everything. It doesn't just automatically say that, oh, I'm better. No need to do anything hasty. I I feel like that I have been a lot happier than I have in a very long period of time and not just the last six months, but just in general. But I still have a long way to go. And I know that the real work is starting to begin. So for anyone out there who, you know, can afford a therapist, just talk to them about your anger. Just go talk to one. It's not like you're a loser or anything. I did the same thing for my anxiety and then eventually discovered I had depression at the same time. And I think that I wasn't able to take care of all that without the help of a therapist and my girlfriend helping me go see one. She's encouraged me as soon as I'm able to go afford one again to go see one again. And obviously, I think we all need to do that again, folks. Like, you need to go see somebody if you want to, you know, enjoy yourself again and it's not like you're a loser or anything like that a lot of people go see therapists and i think everyone should be able to go see one and i think that everyone who is perfectly fine and everything's great and they don't really feel like they need to see a therapist don't bother people who think they do just be supportive that's the best person that they need right now they need someone who is supportive of them <laughs> so <laughs> Basically, it's um, something that I really can't wait to go see whenever I uh, get enough money to go see one and have it be part of my insurance policy. That's going to be something I can't wait to do. So, I now have a little bit of stuff to talk about when it comes to not being able to afford a therapist at this time and what you can do to feel a little bit better or feel like your anger could should not consume you or how it can, you know, prevent it be from being consuming. Obviously, let's get the, the disclaimer out of the way. I am not a medical professional in the slightest. This has been something that has worked for me in about a week. Obviously, I feel like there has been progress and I feel like I have been a lot less angry in general. I feel like that I finally have moved past a little bit of my initial just shit point, but I am not a professional. If I'm a medical professional, I probably would not be here right now. Not to say that I would hate to be on the radio. I just wouldn't have the time because I would have another job. So basically understand that I am not a medical professional. Do not assume I am a medical professional. Do not assume anything because I am just a guy at a radio station who has had anger for as long as he can remember and is now starting to get better, starting to feel a lot happier. And it's starting to get a little bit lighter as the as days go by, but this is something that is important to me, and I'm giving you guys some advice on what you can do or what you can listen to to help you out. 
but these are not guaranteed results. These are not guaranteed anything. So don't come crying to me on my Twitter that, hey, I'm still angry. Then, then, you know, this is something that like you have to figure out on your own time. I can't help you. I'm sorry. I wish I could, but I can't. So, besides the meditation videos that have been actually very helpful, it's been actually more like hypnosis, like anger hypnosis. Like, you listen to these really amazing, like, m noises and stuff like that, and it's supposed to be this, this certain rhythm and this certain, like, motions and stuff that they're talking about. And the things they say to say to release the anger because it's like, you can have this anger and, you know... It could be used for good. Like, I used to think I was using my anger for good, and it wasn't actually helping me or helping anyone. But, I mean, you know, I'm still heavily sarcastic. I'm still heavily judgmental of some really stupid people. I'm still the same person. But I feel like that I can do it now in a more happy tone, which is, I guess, a little more screwed up when you think about it. But these videos, I feel like that the idea of the hypnosis and the idea that it's really starting to work, it can be one of two things. One, it's actually starting to work and my brain is actually starting to be a little bit diff wired differently. And I'm starting to see things in a more clear cut picture. Or there's a placebo effect going on, which again, I'm not against in the slightest because I believe that if it is the case, oh my God, it'd be so much better. <laughs> so... Hmm. With that being said, yeah, like, if it's under placebo, I'll take what I can get. But I really feel like it is helping me. There's just really just type in on YouTube, just uh, anger management uh, meditation. They have a varying amount of things. They have, like, a lot of long videos. And, like, usually I listen to these more towards, like, when I'm going to sleep. Since I feel like that's when I'm really trying to be the most relaxed. And there are times that, like, you know, I wake up and I'm like, everything, like, my phone's scattered, my headphones are scattered. And, uh, you know, I'm like, wow, that really knocked me out and I feel really happy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's something that I don't want to say. It's like, it, it works for me. But, again, like, they it's something that, like, if you're that angry but you're desperate to get rid of that anger, like, what's the harm in trying? I don't think that there is really any harm to try to do anything to help yourself out. I think it's actually really great. So, give that a try. Also, I just kind of had to be aware of it. Because it's one thing when, like, your friends are like, you're kind of angry, bro. Like, bleh. And even when they try to be real talky with you, it's like, they don't really know how to do that well. And if your family's like that, it's just like, yeah, your family's like that, but, like, you know, your family's also angry at you. So it's like, it's kind of like, you know, he who is without sin may cast the first stone, and y'all are the reason I'm probably angry. <laughs> so it's like, part of it is like, how can I, how can I be like, oh, I should change my ways when it's like, you guys are probably the sole reason I'm angry. That not if through your direct actions towards me, but your indirect actions of showing me that anger is normal. So it's really hard to kind of realize that when someone tries to confront you about your 
anger and it's like they have just as much if not more it's as if someone says like hey uh you know you're drinking uh a little too much alcohol lately and this is coming from the person who has multiple duis or has had even a even a couple duis to this day i still haven't had one because i don't drive to the point of which I give away that I'm intoxicated or driving under an influence of any shape or form. I feel like the worst I've ever been driving is I'd driven and I was falling asleep at the wheel because I was so tired from working and and going to school back and forth and it was just really rough for me to do. And, uh... Yeah, needless to say, it was, uh... It wasn't great. And that's the point I'm trying to make. It's like you can't you can't be that person to be like, hey, make your own bed first before you yell at me to make my own, you know. And I, for a while, I'm like, it can't be that bad. Andrea hasn't really talked to me about it, and she mentioned it a couple times, but then she just kind of just got so fed up with it. So then you kind of realize that, like, yeah, maybe you should figure something out, asshole, and. When you have that kind of revelation that, like, you know, your friends and family were right because she told you. And I know it's something that makes it sound like I'm downplaying the shit that my friends and family have said. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's something that's like, you know, your friends kind of understand your family kind of understands and your girlfriend understands but then like they when they it's like it's like it all depends on how they say it because like your family loves you regardless your friends kind of you know you're kind of thinking to yourself like well they kind of suck anyway so like i don't really need them so they can get rid of me if they want but like your girlfriend you want them around <laughs> like a lot more than your friends and heck you like them a lot more than your family sometimes too and it's just like they're everything that like they're basically either your friends and your family rolled into one you love them unconditionally if you treat them correct and you treat them correctly they'll stay around forever because they love you that you love them and they have found a way to share a heart something that this is a magical experience that i think i can't even describe on how great it is. So then, you know, when you have that revelation that it's there, and then basically what I have to say is that you have to have that before that stark revelation happens. You have to be aware that you are angry or you have this anger. And I think when you're like, am I angry? That's usually a good sign to think you are angry, but you have to kind of be open with yourself to say that, yes, I am angry, I am very angry, how can I stop being angry? And as a result of that, I think that once you get that, it's, you're already halfway home, in my opinion. When you have that revelation that, yeah, your family's right, your friends were right, because she's telling you you're wrong. 
And that's half the battle right there. The other half is just trying to get rid of it and trying to keep it that way. Because, you know, when someone says it's not you and you're right, it's not you. It's not who you are. It becomes very powerful that she's going to stick with you. And it's absolutely amazing that she's like, we're going to do this. We're going to get through this together. And we're going to do great. And I'm, and it's just something that's like, I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank you for being there for me. And then the real work begins because, you know, sure, trying to dispel the current anger you have is one thing. And then understanding you have that problem is another thing. But like, what do you do after that? To maintain it, you have to understand that anger anger is not the end-all be-all. You can be, you can, you know, understand and rationalize your emotions. And if anger is something that's familiar to you as it is with me, you have to understand that it's, it, it can't be familiar. You can't have it be familiar. You can't have that be the norm. If something makes you angry, like, let me give you a great example on, on the few things that have recently really upset me. And it was the... And it was about this payment of my Jeep. My mom and I, since she's been helping pay my bills for quite some time, she usually just gave me some money to throw in my bank account to go pay my Jeep. As a result of that, I have been able to, you know, just do that. My mom had a new credit card, a new debit card, and I used it. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, this is going to be like a five-minute phone call, if not even that. So... My, um, my, um, so the, so the card didn't go through. I'm like, oh, did she type in the number wrong? Is there something wrong with it on the back? Is the expiration date wrong? So then they just immediately transferred me to a representative. So I read it out loud and I, my mom even uploaded a picture to me and he's like, that's a wrong number. That number is not right. There's something wrong with the card, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll just do my checking account. And I couldn't find my routing number. And I'm like, okay, let me let me do the routing number search on Google because that usually worked in the past and now it's like, the way that's not my routing number. So my so my bank when I was a kid was Citizens Federal and they were merged with First Merchants. If you don't know any of those two banks, you're very lucky because First Merchants sucks. So much can't wait to get a different bank actually it might i might actually wherever my mom uh if my mom ever decides to uh ever get a new bank one day like wherever she goes or if i'm going with andrea i'm like hey i'll just go with them because like we're both getting pretty pissed off with the lack of service that they're providing us like hell even my mom's all like she's like sometimes i just wish i had a different bank 
Because every time we do something, they don't even like, oh, well, let me just throw customer service. It's like, well, why am I even going in here? Why am I talking to you? I mean, yeah, sure, it might be branch specific, but I mean, like, it's still like, come on, like, some of these questions are not hard to answer. So I call my bank and I say, hey, I used to be a first, I used to be a Citizens Federal and I had an account with them. And this is around a time right before you get this first merchants consumed and kind of used them, but I still have the Citizens Federal routing number. Do you know what that is? Which, especially the specific branch that I was at or the specific area I was at, I'm like, you have to have had like most, if not all the clientele from Citizens having the same routing number. Like, how come my mom and I have the same routing number and then everyone else wouldn't have that same, I would have to have the new uh, first merchant's routing number, which would make no sense. I'm like, this has to be something that's a common question. Maybe, maybe back in the day it was and someone wrote it down, but I'm like, I'm not that guy who writes it down. Usually I remembered it, but I was so blanked on it. So I'm like, it starts with a two. Then <laughs> there's like eight or nine numbers after it. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember. And of course, she's just all like, let me just throw you a customer service. Like, barely even, ha barely let me finish it. So it'd be like, I don't know, I'm throwing you a customer service. So I'm a little frustrated because I'm like, it's 9.30 in the morning. I was just there depositing my freaking check. I know you're not busy. Don't pretend that you're busy. So... I get a hold of somebody and I said, hey, and I told them the same exact thing. Like, I'm a Citizens Federal person. I kept the same routing number. Do you know what it is? And she was arguing with me about like, well, you should have had a uh, first merchant's routing number the second that you switched over to your account. Did your account number change? I'm like, yeah, I think my account number changed. I, I believe it did. It used to be something like really convoluted and I didn't remember it. And I only had it for maybe like about a month or two before they got consumed over by first merchants. So now it's something simple and I have it in my head and I'm not going to tell you it. And even if I did, there's nothing in there. But anyway, I told her, yeah, my, this changed, but I asked my mom and she's like, yeah, that was our citizen's routing number. They said we can keep it and we've kept it ever since. And she's like, well, you shouldn't have. I'm like, well, the bank gave it to us that way. You want to talk to my bank? I'm talking to you technically. You're just customer support. And I mean, she just kept on convincing me to use the, the first merchants one. I'm like, I already tried that because I thought maybe it would go through the same way because it's a first merchants bank account, but it didn't work. And so she just was so frustrated. I'm like, listen, just give me the routing number. And she had it, but she wouldn't give it to me. And I'm like, this is the number. And she's like, it's not going to work. And I'm like, bitch. So it worked. It worked. But the thing was, it was just like, it took a half an hour as opposed to a five minutes. Because, And also, like, a lot of it was because of the fact that there was just so many people who were just so, like, antagonistic. And yeah, frustration still happens, but... I think I approached that situation 
And I was chipped down to basically making these angry decisions. But now I feel like if I answered that phone or I did was on those phone calls and I was definitely getting the same kind of crap service, I'd be like, listen, I understand what the case may be, but understand that this is the number they gave me. You can tell me I'm wrong, but I'm not. I've had this account number and this routing number for a little over a decade now or as long as I've had the citizens one and as long as I've had this citizens bank the citizens number I've had this bank account number with first merchants don't ask me why they did it it would have made more sense if I just had the first merchants routing number I understand but that is what I have I've already tried this routing number. It does not work. You can continue to argue with me about it, but I wouldn't be calling you if the frick, if the if the routing number for first merchants worked. But I know it doesn't because I've tried it, and that's a situation that could have called that should have been called for. But you know, it didn't happen, and it didn't happen that way, and it's never going to happen that way because it's now in the past. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that there's more than one way out. You don't have to scream your way out of anything because I screamed my way out of that conversation and it worked because she was just so sick of me on the phone. And, you know, yeah, I'm sorry and I do feel bad and I will try my best to be better. And that's something that I think we all can do. We just have to understand that, you know, that even with the help of meditation and hell, even if we can afford a therapist one day. It's up to us. It's if you want to be alone and angry all the time, you can do that. If you want to be happy and understand that anger is something that can just be gone and go away. And through your frustration, you become a stronger and better person. You can do that, too. So. I think that it's something that we have to want not what others want from us it's what we want from ourselves and i want to get married to this lovely woman i have in my life andrea i love you and i really want to prove to you that i can be a better person and i love my family and i love my friends who support and love me and i want to be there for them but I also don't want to, and I, but I don't want to be alone because I could have fixed this. I could have fixed this anger I have. I could have fixed this negativity I've had. But I didn't do it. And now as a result, I'm all alone. Because I, but I want to be with people. I want to be happy. And that's the best thing I can do is to be there a lot less negatively and with that being said i think that's going to do it again thank you so much for listening to more of a real talk here on ap radio um sorry this one's a little bit more sad but you know i feel like that every time i uh try to ask what can i talk about for real talk and then something just happens <laughs> so hopefully the uh next one could be something a little bit uh less um man my life's sad or man i suck or something like that 
maybe we can find something a little bit nicer. You know, again, if you guys want to have some uh, input on my Twitter at IanHand11, so maybe you guys can help pick the next video for Real Talk. <coughs> Excuse me, damn it! I was gonna, I was gonna end exactly on time. Shit. Anyway. So, if again, it's every 10 episodes, no big deal. Again, you can skip these if you want. I might talk about how all the X-Men movies are connected, or something actually happens crazy in the next uh, week or so, and I might have to report on that for a little bit. But, um, yeah, I have a little bit more of an idea of what I want my shows to be. I always have this X-Men show always on like the back burner in case, you know, stuff doesn't happen. But we do have more content coming for both this show and many of my other shows, so just keep on checking us out. Follow me on Twitter. Follow this show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I already said all the shout-outs. Check us out on APRadio.net if you missed anything, and all of our social media plugins will be there as well. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening in. My name is Ian Hand, and have a great day, and don't be angry. I guess. That's what I want to say. Don't be angry.